I once had songs in my heart, and at one time, they came out of my lips. But because some situations creep up on you and rob your soul a little bit at a time, it felt like one day the music was there, and the next, it was gone. I was born in the bustling capital city of the Pearl of Africa, in Uganda. But my city life was short-lived. When I was three years old, my mother, for whatever reason in the world, decided to take me on a trip to my paternal grandparents' home in a small village in the western part of the country and leave me behind. The story, as my grandmother likes to tell it, goes that she convinced me she needed to go back to the village town center and buy me a toothbrush, something she had forgotten to pack for our journey. My mother never returned that day, or ever. So I lived a good chunk of my childhood on this beautiful magical farm, in a land flowing with milk and honey, lined with vibrant green hills rolling one after the other. But my mother had left a scar in me. She had morphed herself into a natural villain I would continuously struggle to overcome my entire life. I started out with making up stories of who she was to my friends at school, conjuring up professions for her, One day my mom would be a nurse, and the next day she would be a teacher. Whatever came up in my mind at the moment is what I gave her. I told stories of how she was a busy, important person that never came by because her presence was greatly required somewhere else. On the inside, though, I loathed her. I despised her for abandoning me for leaving me behind with not even a picture of her face or even her name. She left me with nothing. Yeah, my hair is in your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, the ultimate payback would be for me to be a great mother to my own children. It was the comfort I always gave myself that I could erase the treacherous act of the woman who gave me life by giving life of my own and being good at it. When I was 10 years old, my family went to the only amusement park in the country where I would experience my very first menstrual cycle in typical embarrassing fashion. I was so excited to try my very first water slide. It was long and winding an adrenaline rush I couldn't pass up. But to my absolute horror, halfway down that slide, I felt a strange sensation that I had never felt before, and I instantly knew something was going terribly wrong. By the time I hit the water, it had gone wrong all right. It had gone way wrong. The grandest entrance Miss Flo could ever master had been executed. But as agonizingly embarrassing and memory-worthy the experience was, it was what happened after that incident that ended up being noteworthy. 
I never had another cycle until I was 12 years old. And even when I did eventually have it, it was irregular. In my beautiful village life, I only knew of one female doctor who was also neighbor and family friend. So at some point, when I was 12, I made my way down a dusty pathway to go ask her what it could mean that my cycle was so irregular. I was met with a shrug and was dismissed with the claim that the onset of my cycle was too early anyway and it would regulate eventually as I got into my teenage years. Obviously, this never happened. And by 15, I would have to make my first trip to the gynecologist. A sweaty, large, 60-something-year-old man who creeped me out so much, I was relieved to leave his office after he authoritatively declared the cause of my irregularity was stress. I was stressed out, and once I relaxed, my cycle would regulate. Needless to say, that was a lie too. When I was done with college though, and now crashing into the world of adulting, it dawned on me that my unstable cycle would jeopardize my mission to outmother my mother. So, when I made my way to the next gynecologist at 23 years old and heard the words premature menopause, it was like my brain broke. My brain broke so bad it sent me down self-destruct mode. I had been making music all my life. I had written pages and pages of lyrics, anything and everything that came to my mind, busting out in song ever so randomly. But those words, premature menopause, stole the music right out of me. I stopped writing. I stopped singing. I had created a fierce dreamer of myself, with a lifelong goal of penetrating the global stage as something grand like United Nations Secretary General, First Woman. My dreams were larger than life. And I had set the ball in motion, setting up my career relationships with the agency and snubbing a prestigious fast plane ride to the United Nations headquarters. But all this glory was really short-lived. That light was snuffed out of me. My career took a hit from my personal troubles. I struggled to focus. I struggled to concentrate. I abandoned projects I had started with a fire in my heart that no longer burned. Those career relationships I had built broke down. I ultimately lost my job and no doubt eventually lost my apartment, my home. I had spiraled out of my own control. I walked around with a cloud over my eyes. I would later learn was the symptom of premature ovarian failure, brain fog. I would often feel like I was physically present, but not really there. I started to hate my body. It was broken. My body was broken. It had betrayed me. This was the cruelest joke nature could have ever played on me. I had a goal, and if I was menopausal at 23, I would never achieve that goal. I would never be able to beat my mother at mothering. How on earth would I ever make up for her actions? Her action that had ruined my experience with mothers everywhere. 
I was a walking time bomb, ready for implosion. I sought out a poor lifestyle to compensate for my pain. I made poor relationship choices and I snowballed in disgrace. At this point, my sister in big sister fashion picked me up, dusted me off and took me in. Here in the safety of unconditional love, I had to face the messy, scary picture I had created. I had to untether myself from the unhealthy lifestyle I had adopted, cut the destructive relationships I had allowed to grow and clean up shop. It felt like ripping a band-aid off of a fresh wound. But there was grace at every turn, including meeting my wonderful husband, whom my snowballing life blew up in front of one night. A tourist in a strange land, Having only come over to attend his friend's wedding, he was seeing my closet burst forth with skeletons not even I could fully explain. But now, as an avid believer in all things work together for our good, I know that not even one skeleton from that closet could have scared him from being on my list of heroes. My time bomb had gone off, and yet I had survived. I had not only survived, I had come out thriving with an army of love behind me. My sisters, friends, old and new, dad, brothers, a spouse. I was surrounded. But also, I came out with a new mother. One I had found in love. Settling in right there where the scar was left years ago. Like a breath of fresh air. If you have premature ovarian failure, you don't have to walk this road alone. Even though the instinct is to retreat, to hide, to implode, allow yourself some grace. Look around you. Your army of love is ready. You just have to see it. I have had the good fortune of having a longer list of heroes on my journeys and feelings. So much so that when it came time to having our babies, My wonderful sister stood ready as an egg donor for IVF. And when I lost our precious twins, my always present hero husband was standing too, ready to catch me during that great fall. My heroes wore different capes, nieces, workmates, neighbors. But perhaps the greatest and most instrumental hero I want you to know of is my grandfather. Hello. At 105 years old, having lived his entire life in a village that is only a dot on the world map, you would think him a deeply traditional old-timer set in his African culture ways from the 1920s. But his voice was the surprising confidence I needed to make the difficult choice to do a very 21st century thing. Donor egg IVF. And when I lost our precious babies, again, his voice was the voice that spoke peace to my broken heart. You are perfect. And having children can only add to your perfection. But not having them cannot subtract from it. 
the words of Maishwenguru. Now I am no longer worried about evening the mother's score. My grandpa says I am perfect. Not having children will not take that away. Thank you for sticking with me along my journey. BOF the journey is on Instagram. Hit that follow button for regular updates and little infograms. Send me your questions and feedback at bofthejourney@gmail.com. As always, be a good friend. Share the podcast with someone who needs to hear it. And until next week, I am Daphne. Be well.